Welcome to Coaching Culture, the podcast where we discuss how we can use sports and not let them use us. I'm JP Nervin, the founder of Thrive On Challenge, and the mission for this podcast is to connect leaders in athletics to help us create a transformational culture by building leadership and character. Now let's get started. All right, welcome to episode 33, Why We Need to Develop Leaders with guest Adam Bradley. I'm fortunate to be welcoming Adam Bradley in the next two episodes to talk about leadership. Adam is the host of a fantastic podcast that I've listened to for many years called The Hardwood Hustle, and he's also the founder and director of the leadership curriculum program called Lead Em Up. Today's episode is going to cover three topics. The first is Adam's going to share how he moved from being convinced to being convicted in leadership development. The second topic is going to be about why we need leadership development in our program. And lastly, how does the Lead'em Up Leadership Program develop the leadership of the players and the coaching staff? All right, here it is. Adam, it's great to have you on the podcast. I appreciate you being here. I want to start off with asking you uh, kind of a bit of a personal question. So, you know, with Lead'em Up, you're obviously very into developing leadership, and you're going to tell us a little bit more about that. But how did you move from being convinced that this was important to being so convicted um, that you actually started your own organization to help coaches in this way. Yeah, well, first of all, JP, appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to, to kind of be a part of today's episode. I think, this, first of all, that's a great way you present it, right? Like, how do you go and move to, like, a conviction, right? Um, like, where you feel just so moved by the mission, right, that, like, that's all you think about, you're consumed <laughs> with it. So, um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a handful of different variables that, you know, you can't just say one thing. You know, for me, uh, you know, a lot of it plays into my faith, right? Um, yeah. You know, I think my faith allowed it to go from, like, just a, a mental thing of, like, me wanting to do this to, like, having a fire and a passion inside me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's one thing that faith can play into it. So for me, um, that certainly has a big part to do with it. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of times you can lean on your own experiences, right, and, and be really grateful and thankful for where you've come from. For me, I went through a period of time in my life where things were pretty messy. Things were pretty uh, off track, and my life was kind of upside down, and I had people pour into me. Uh, that help kind of get me through that and get me to overcome even my own mental limitations, right? Things that I didn't think I could even get past mentally. There were a lot of people that poured into me. So, you know, recognizing, you know, where I was and what, what it took to get me there and like thinking, okay, other people are struggling with same similar situations and I can maybe help be that conduit to get them to another level. So I think that plays into it. And you know, for me also, I, I love the, the beauty of sports, right? Sports, you hear it from the players. A lot of times, the players that I work with, they'll talk about, JP, about, I've only got one shot, right? Or this is my only way out. You know, you hear these terms, right? Like, so when you begin to kind of think about stuff like that and resonate on it, you realize this is more than a game, right? Like when yeah. someone says, this is my only way out, this is my only shot, it means that there is something here, in this case sports, right, where like you can tap into and say, man, it has to be more than the game. Like there's more at stake than just a basketball shot. There's more at stake than just the game itself. So when you begin to kind of reflect on some of the things you hear from players where they talk about, man, this is what I need. I need this. This is my shot. 
you put all this stuff together, you realize, man, that this is something that is so needed, right? And uh, and something that I wanted to pursue. And then for me, I, I just get frustrated also, JP, seeing people struggle. You know, I, I really do. I just I get frustrated seeing people just underachieve, not reach their full potential. I see people, you know, falling into the same mistakes over and over and it really frustrates me. Um, but there's, there's a lot of factors, but it, I mean, I'll say the fire inside me right now is really, really strong. It is burning very brightly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thankful to the Lord for that, uh, among other reasons, but there, there's a lot of factors that have moved me to, to where I am right now. Yeah. I like that. You, you really don't like to see people struggle and it's more about struggle with like no sense of hope or kind of way out, right? No tools. And so kind of lead them up for you is. You've, you've, you know, I've, I've used it with my team in the past. It's really trying to provide a, the, the coach some tools to implement with his players. So tell us how, uh, and correct me if you want to consider it a tool, if you consider something more, the wording you use, but uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, man, I think a tool's fair, right? You know, there's a lot of terms. I think some of that just falls under semantics, you know, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a resource, it's a program, it's a curriculum, it's a tool. Uh, and at the end of the day, Leadership needs to be developed, right? Because we are never given leaders. We develop leaders, right? And, and to sit back and think that a player is just going to grow and evolve into what you want them to become just off conceptual talking about it on occasion in a huddle or just saying pre-practice, hey, we need people to step up. Like, like if you don't give them instruction, it's never going to happen. You need that guidance. You know, I always say young people, specifically the market that I work in, JP, Young people are followers before they are leaders. So in the sense that any player you have in the high school level, if you want to develop them into a leader, they have to follow the game plan, follow the blueprint, and build themselves into the leader. So like they go from being a leader and they grow into – or go from being a follower and grow into a leader. So you've got to lay it out there. You've got to have something in place to kind of build and develop them. And you know, I think coaches recognize – the need for it, but they they struggle with how do you do it? How do you accomplish it? Right? Like, what does it look like? And they're also, that's not what they were necessarily most passionate about. We talked about the conviction, right? Most coaches, if they're a basketball coach, man, they, they fell in love with the game. They are convicted with the game, right? Yeah. Like, they want to see the game get better. They want to coach basketball. They fell in love with the game. Um, most coaches it's the first love that they fell into wasn't the leadership aspect of the game yeah. they liked it but they fell in love with the game right like think about a football coach man they love football the contact oklahoma drills seven yeah. man sled all these different things friday night lights they love all those dynamics so they didn't love fall in love with this aspect of the game right away um so so they don't know it that well they don't know how to teach it they don't know how to develop it so lead them up. What we do is really simple. We provide coaches drills and exercises that they can use with their players to help develop them and help engage them in growth in these certain areas among leadership. So whether it's relationships or uh, communication or listening or focus habits, all the different dynamics, uh, we try to tackle it topic by topic and just give them fun, tangible tools that kids want to be a participant in. You know, I yeah, think that's really yeah. neat. So things that aren't a drag. You know, I want to touch on one thing you mentioned, which I thought was really cool, which was, you know, you talked about followers and then leaders and making that transition. And I talked to a lot of coaches. I think a lot of coaches think they want leaders, but what they really want is followers. 
And what I mean by that is I think a lot, some coaches get caught up in just having them to regurgitate the things that the messages they constantly send uh, to make the same decisions. Um, and they're really not willing to give up any kind of freedom and control um, and decision-making. And so I know a few coaches, I've had some really great discussions where they've challenged, they didn't like the idea of Steve Kerr or these coaches giving players autonomy in the timeout. And I think, you know, one coach uh, I know and mentioned to me that, oh, that's, you know, that's crazy to put kids in that type of situation. They're going to fail. Um, but I think what you've provided is some sort of instruction along with that freedom, right? Like you're, you're, you're the training. And it's not just giving them freedom. It's about giving them freedom with instruction. It's about that opportunity with instruction that then moves them from followers to leaders. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but. Yeah, yeah. Jake, I'm glad you brought that up. So let, let's talk about the Steve Kerr thing, right? You know, a lot of people see that moment, right? That's what was displayed on TV. That's what the cameras caught, right? Let, let's, let's just remind ourselves, Steve Kerr has put them in position prior to that. Okay. They they have been developed to be in that position. Okay. In the same way, like pop at times, you know, from a Spurs perspective, he'll let Mono lead things. He'll let Tony Parker lead things. Um, You know, he has put them in position. I always say you have to trust your players before you have to. Yeah. I'm sure behind closed doors within the program, Steve Kerr has entrusted them to make decisions, to do different things to give him the confidence to say, you know, yeah, I'm okay with that happening right now. Now, when that becomes what Steve Kerr did on that moment, letting his, for those that aren't familiar, letting his team kind of coach themselves for a period of time, mm-hmm. that is crazy talk if you've never developed leaders. Yeah. If you've never developed leaders and then you ask them to do that, yes, you are setting yourself up for disaster, yeah. right? But it's not the case. So I always say coaches need to find the balance between responsibility and authority. Right. You can't just give your players responsibility and not give them some authority. Right. Think about you in your own workplace. There's nothing more frustrating as an employee when you've got a tremendous amount of responsibility on your shoulders. Right. Your boss is asking you to do so much, but gives you no authority to make change on your own, to make decisions. But yet if it doesn't work out, you get held responsible. So like it's this unbalance of all responsibility with no authority. That's got to be tweaked, right? Because authority is really what gives ownership mm-hmm. and ownership is what gets engagement and buy-in. And you can start really developing if you tap into the ownership and the uh, authority angle. So, you know, I look at it, you've got to start the process. Okay. So anytime I see a leader stepping into a moment of leadership in a big moment, that is a byproduct of years of leadership mindsets being developed in that. Okay. So like I define a leadership mindset, JP is three things. It is a mindset focused on growth in three areas, yourself, your team, and your teammates. All right. A leadership mindset is a mindset focused on growth for yourself, for your team, and for your teammates. And coaches, when they say we want to see players develop, I guys, I need you all to step up. I want to see leaders stepping up. What they're saying is I want to see players beginning to build that leadership mindset that is focused on growth. Anytime I see a player step into that leadership scene, think about Drew Brees before a game when he's got the team rattled, you know, huddled around. That only happens from years or many, many moments of developing that leadership mindset. It is a byproduct of that work. But what is that work, right? That's the stuff that we try to teach and lead them up. 
trying to build that mindset, build that momentum. So we then at moments can see the byproduct of your work, which would be, i.e. Steve Kerr allowing his team to lead itself, i.e. a player like Drew Brees rallying the group together. Um, it's because a coach has given them authority, has trusted them before they had to. Okay. Uh, a lot of different things uh, happen before you get to those moments. One question I have, and I probably, I kind of know the answer to it, but it's probably going to be, but is the leadership curriculum, all the things that you're doing with, with, with the athletes, does it help develop in your opinion and your kind of your experience? Is it helping develop the coaches as well? Because I talk to a lot of coaches and they struggle with the leadership qualities of even some of not just their own coaches, but their own leadership, you know, and they're trying to develop that. So uh, do you think that lessons transcend and move across everyone within the team? Yeah. I mean, I, I know you firsthand, you know, can speak from experience that, you know, it challenged you, but you know, they always say, you don't know anything until you can teach it. Okay. So, you know, if you're having to teach a lesson on how to develop appropriate focus and eliminate distractions and stuff like that, it absolutely is going to push and challenge you in the process. Okay. To, to learn and be more intentional on it. I think most coaches are going to be fearful of potentially being a hypocrite. All right. Um, and teaching things that they don't live by themselves. I think that would certainly challenge them. Right. I know for a fact, when we've spoken on the, the topic of language, which there's a portal in the curriculum about foul language, yeah. I've heard firsthand from many coaches say that was really tough and it was uncomfortable for them because they don't do that great in and of itself. And, um, you know, they actually challenge, had to challenge themselves and they actually did it as a team effort, right? Like, Hey, I'm going to do this with you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to work on controlling my language with you. Any coach listening to this may think, what are you saying? You can't say a bad word and be a leader. That's not it at all. Um, that's not really what the message is about. It's more about self-control. Can you control something as small as your language? And if you fail to be able to control that, man, what other things are you going to fail to control? Right. When the pressure gets really intense and things really matter, if you can't even control something as simple as not saying the F word, you know? Um, so yes, absolutely. You, you've got to, You've got to know this stuff. You've got to believe in it. So it's certainly going to push coaches to want to uh, live at a higher standard if they're trying to ask, you know, their players to do the same thing. Reminds me, my wife and I were in a um, a parenting kind of Bible study of sorts uh, once a month on Friday nights with some friends, and uh, really just challenging ourselves and each other to like be the best parents possible. And there was a phrase just last Friday that that said. Um, you know, be who your child be who you want your child to become, right? Be who you want your child to become. And I think going through the lead of up process would challenge a coach to have that same thought process, right? Like if I'm gonna teach this and and request this of my players, well I need to be what I want my players to become. So yeah, that's actually very much um, my experience with lead them up. And you know what we talked about turning points or tipping points, moving me from being convinced to being convicted. I was kind of, I felt very convicted that I needed to develop and implement something to develop leadership and character in my program. But it was the language one that really hit home for me because we had a character coach. So this coach kind of came and said, well, this is going to be a tough one today. Even though my assistant coach was awkward because he knew how foul my language was that he knew it was going to be awkward to like, tell the players to have 
good language when I was just pretty much off the walls with it. So, you know, that, that's kind of the experience I had. And it really did definitely challenge me and really pushed me. And um, I'm grateful for that. You know, and I think that there's something that you, you talked about um, when we're not only are we doing this together, it's, it's kind of there's that power of that vulnerability. Right. It's like I'm trying to grow as a leader. We're all trying to grow as a leader. We're all trying to grow as men or, or as women, um, whatever the case be. And I think that's so powerful um, is if a coach has this, that they dive into this type of program all in. And that's not just all in with their time uh, investment of it and their financial investment of whatever it is for a program like this. It, it, I think that it's an investment, personal investment, right? I think, I think players see through it, too, if you're not. You know, I, I, let's let's give players credit. They they they're smart. They have good intuition, right? You know, like kids can tell who's a bad guy, right? Yeah. Tell who's real, who's not. You know, kids kids have that intuition, and I think kids recognize when coaches aren't all in, right? And and I trust me, as you know, I work with a lot of teams, especially here in the Baltimore Washington market, and. One thing that I do, I don't say this from the beginning, but I've now done it, okay? There'd be many times a coach will hire me to come in to do some leadership work, and a couple things will happen. They will have me work with the team, and none of the coaches attend the session, okay? (laughs) Or maybe one coach will attend the session. Sometimes this will happen where a coach will be in the session, will be in the back of the room, but they're doing other things. Like, they're in there, but like they're like, working on practice plans, they're in the back of the room, like all that stuff, right? And I've since changed. Like I'll ask now intentionally and say, hey, is the coaching staff going to be present today? Uh, And sometimes, oh, maybe. Well, I strongly suggest you guys are. I think the program changes tenfold when coaches are present, when they're engaged in it, when they're locked in and listening versus, hey, players, this is something for you, but I'm not necessarily going to – yeah. I don't necessarily need the improvement. Um, so props to you, JP, for allowing yourself to like be open to changing, right? Mm-hmm. And then being self-aware enough to realize like, you know, you there's another level of, of where you can be from a standard perspective and from a, a role model perspective. So props to you. Yeah, and it wasn't just the language thing. It was just all these little lessons where it's just kind of started to hit home. It's like, man, there's some serious gaps here and like you said, it's about us all being engaged, getting in the trenches with them, uh, kind of being vulnerable and that's that, that type of sense to show that we're not perfect. You know, it's, it, it comes back to that growth mindset that a lot, we talk a lot, about, a lot about, which is this idea that we have to model the ability to grow. What a fantastic conversation I had with Adam. I'm really grateful for him taking the time to share with us um, so his thoughts about leadership and tell us a little bit more about the leadership program. Then there's a few things that I really took from my conversation with Adam. Um, and the first was that we aren't given leaders, we develop leaders. And I think we sometimes sit back hoping and waiting for leaders to show up uh, at our program. And that's 99.9% of the time, not the case that we are given leaders and we're just not that fortunate. We don't expect every player that comes to our program to be a phenomenal player. So why would we expect our leaders to be uh, phenomenal leaders? We have to develop them. Another great point from Adam is that people don't get into coaching to develop leaders. They get into coaching for the love of the sport. And so I think it is uncomfortable. I think it is unnatural for us to be um, all gung-ho about this. Uh, but it is, if, if we value leadership, 
we have to be intentional about it. And I'm going to talk a little bit more with Adam about that in the next episode as well. Two other really great points that Adam made was first that we need to be able to balance authority with responsibility. And so when we're giving people a lot of responsibility, we also have to give them some authority. And how do we do that? We give them the decision-making ability. And I think so many coaches really feel like they want leaders, but they're only preparing um, those people on their team to be followers. And they're just giving them, they're they're not giving them any decision-making. They're just giving them responsibility. And so we have to hand over some decision-making. Now, it doesn't have to be giving them the timeout like a Steve Kerr and let him run a timeout. It can be just in small ways throughout our program and small ways throughout our practices that we give them some ownership and some authority uh, to make decisions within our, within our team and our team culture. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, I'll be continuing my conversation with Adam. We'll be talking about a character coach and other ways to be intentional about and the importance of being intentional about developing leadership in your program. In the meantime, be sure to go to thriveonchallenge.com if you haven't already and subscribe to the newsletter so you can get the Coaching Culture Podcast PDF notes. Thanks again for listening in and thanks again for sharing this podcast with other people you know that would be interested in this content. 